and welcome in to another episode of the Outsider Sports Hockey Podcast, or should I just call it Devils Rangers regular season finale preview. I'm Ben Mandel, joined by Mikey D, fellow Devils fan, and then Ranger fan Tom Leone. Guys, we've just been talking about Devils Rangers, finding a way to work them into every conversation. So I figured we're not going to waste our time. We're not going to pretend like we're going to talk about anything else with this huge game coming up Thursday night. Mikey D, Tom, guys, how excited are you for this game? I guess I'll start off first. I know Tom's uh, Tom's not too under the weather. You know he's too. You know he's getting impacted by his uh, by his team winning so much. He's getting sick uh, in a good way. You know, settle down, settle. <laughs> you know, Ben. You know, Tom knows me best. Obviously, this is our first time doing a pod together, Ben. And now we get to experience. Uh, you know, you get to experience how it is to be a fan of the same team that I'm a fan of. Um, and, uh, you know, Tom will tell you otherwise. And I also have other buddies who are fans of other teams and other sports that I am. And I'm a pest. That's what I like to call myself. So when it comes to this game, this game is absolutely massive. It is huge. And Tom told me and Tom talked about, you know, the other day, this might be the biggest game that uh, you know, between the Devils and Rangers over the last 10 years, obviously, you know, since the last time they met in the playoffs, um, you know, uh, back in 2012. But at the same time, the way that this team has been playing, it concerns me. Obviously, they have a lot to give. They're very talented. I understand that. That's so why I said, Ben, you're probably going to hate me after this pod. I'm going to be a pest. I don't know what happened to this team. Obviously, the talent is still there, uh, but it just looks like they're not showing up every single night like they used to. And like, uh, you know, I hate to get inappropriate, but, you know, I hope they didn't blow their load early in this season already. You know, the time is coming. They're finally about to be a playoff team. I mean, they obviously, they are a playoff team. The time is here. We, we got to step up. Shouldn't be losing to teams like the Islanders. Shouldn't be losing to teams like the like the Buffalo the way that they did. They're getting dominated, you know, to a certain extent. So it's just it's it's concerning to me. The Rangers are playing the best hockey that they could be possibly playing right now. They're finally finding their stride. You know, the the new additions in Kane and Terrence Sanko. You know, they just look so good together. It concerns me for this game to, uh, on Thursday, and it concerns me for this playoff series upcoming because I don't know if the Devils can keep up. It looks like the Rangers have found their stride, and ever since the Devils got Timo, it looks like they have lost a stride compared to what they used to be. So when it says I'm I'm, I'm excited for t- for Thursday, I am, but at the same time. I am not expecting anything because I don't want to get disappointed. Mike, don't worry. Uh, you may be a pest. I'm going to turn you back into a believer by the end of the pod. Don't Please worry. Do. Please do. do. I don't worry. It. I have three, me. three reasons. Enlighten I have three me. reasons why we'll get to them. But Tom, you know, Mike just said it. You guys are playing. It seems like the best hockey you could be playing right now. How are you feeling getting into this matchup? Here, here's, here's the thing with my New York Rangers. And I love them to death. And they are probably first or second in my favorite teams to watch out of all my fandoms. But the one thing about the New York Rangers is teams seem to always come and give them an extra notch because of who they are. I'm not using the Devils games against the Islanders, against the Sabres, against the Blues, or against Montreal to dictate any judgments on who they are as a team. I know Thursday night when they're at home, the crowd is buzzing. It's a 50-50 crowd. Let's go, Devils. Let's go. Back and forth. These players are going to be on another level, and that's when the talent will come to the forefront. That's when the Devils, who are statistically, if you look at stats, maybe not recently, are a better hockey team than the New York Rangers, will be playing their best, will be playing up to the par that they are that got them to 100 points here with, I don't know, 12, 11, 10 games left eight games left or whatever it is. I can't remember the number off the top of my head that when that puck drops Thursday, 
It's going to be a grind, grinding match. It's going to be like the other three games they've played. One goal game, probably back and forth. One team might might take a two-goal lead. The other team's going to fight back. It's what it is. I predict this series is going seven because I, I think Carolina is going to win the Metro still. And I think Thursday is going to be a preview to the type of games we're going to see. And the point I made earlier in a lot of pods that we talked about, the Devils are the home team tomorrow. Lindy Ruff knows the Rangers and that core defensive group better than any coach in the league. He knows what players are going to match up best against those defensemen. He's going to utilize that last change. I am very happy with the, how the Rangers are playing. I think everything Mike said nailed it to a T. But for some reason, Thursday night, I think because of how good the Devils have played all year as a collective whole, they haven't had as many bad stretches as the Rangers have. I think the hockey gods are going to are going to grant some puck luck to the Devils on Thursday that they'll create on their own. They'll beat the Rangers. They'll be the two seed. And then it's on to round one where survival of the fittest, best team wins on to the next round. That's what it's going to be. But I personally think the Devils are going to win on Thursday. And I'm not going to let Mike paint this picture that the Devils are some bad hockey team and have been playing terrible and are the are, are on the wrong side of their, of their season. I'm not letting him paint that picture to the listeners. I will let him paint the picture that the Rangers are on the right side. I am. I am going to let that happen because he's hundred percent right. But that's my feelings right now on the two teams. And I'm excited. I'm excited for Thursday for sure. That's I am pumped. I can't wait. This is going to be such a great game. Now, Tom, to your point, you said the Devils are home. Well, the first three meetings, the home team has lost each of them, I believe. So that's worth noting. Maybe that's that last change. You're overthinking it a little bit. Just let the teams go out there and play. Each team that's has taken a two-goal lead has then lost the game. So again, overthinking maybe. You just got to go out and play and play your game. Mike, I said I have three points for you. Please well, tell me. First first question for you. What's the best game? The last game you remember where the Devils played their best game? Yeah, you know, you're you're going to you're going to shame me because honestly, I don't think they played in like over the last 8 games. I don't think they played well over the last 8 games. So it's been it's been some time honestly. Off the top well, of my head, I well, don't know. Tell me. Two games stand out to me, and they are their two biggest games that they had on the schedule, I believe, in terms of going into. Their game against the Car- Tampa Bay? Their game in Tampa Bay and their game against Carolina. Carolina which I was, I was there. You're right. They did play well, very well. Those were the – yeah, but they flat out dominated those games. They dominated. They found a way to score on a good goalie in Vasilevsky who was goalieing them. They were down 2 nothing in that game. The Carolina game, they jumped out. Jack Hughes creates a turnover. The Tampa game, they're creating turnovers. They're using their speed. They're flying around the ice. It almost feels like right now these lesser games – They just don't have the same energy to get up and play them. They don't look as fast. They don't look as tenacious. They don't look as hungry. Now, that's a problem. You need to have that day in and day out. Championship teams have that. But that leads me to believe that going into this game against the Rangers on Thursday night, they're going to get up. They're going to be hungry. They're going to play. They match up very well against the Rangers. Their speed is a weapon. And, Mike, you say they haven't been playing well. They're still out shooting teams most of the time, and they're still in a lot of these hockey games. I mean, you could argue they should have won the Minnesota game. Gustafson goalied them. You know, yeah, finishing's an issue. Call it what it is. But this team is still dominating games. They're still controlling play five-on-five, and the power play unit, for some reason, is only clicking on the road, but at least it's clicking somewhere. Looking at this team though as well there's one player who has not played i believe since the carolina game nate bastion yeah why is that 
injury. Well, this I knew. Team, I thought he's been he's, back for a few games now. No, no, they just they weren't they no, had to he, him? no, he's he's been hurt. He's slowly working his way back, and I think he actually works his way in against the Rangers on Thursday night. Well, Look at the him. Devils' record with and without Nate Bastion. It is very, very, very much better with Bastion in the lineup. I think Michael McLeod is just more comfortable with Bastion on the ice. I think this team just plays better. When Bastion's on the ice, you look at when they kind of went into a cold streak. It's when Bastion was out and then they go back onto the hot streak. It's when Bastion comes back in. He really is one of the missing pieces in this lineup. And who knows, maybe Lazar comes back soon. Apparently he's on his way back. But, you know, when the Devils have needed their biggest games and their best games, though, they've gotten and they have shown up in every single big game this year. I don't expect that to be any different. If they do get their doors kicked in by the Rangers, that certainly would be surprising. One thing I do got to ask you, Mike, though, who are you putting in between the pipes? That's a great question, but uh, you know, I I think you have to go with, with Vitek here because obviously he's the number one guy, and you know, obviously Blackwood, you know, he's coming off the injury, and everything like that. He played one game, which they did, which they did win, and you know, people are going to be cautious. It was the Ottawa game, right? I think that's correct. That, yeah, I was there. Um, where he um, and he gave where up he three played, goals, and he gave up three goals exactly. And obviously, you know, it's all about getting that experience and getting back in the groove of things. So you know, people can argue this, it should be Blackwood because obviously he is the number two guy now. Now that, that uh, Schmidt got moved down uh, to you. Go, but at the same time, yeah, Vitek's the guy. You know, he's the guy who's going to be playing most of the playoff in, in the playoff series. He's going to be the guy who's be playing in the big game. So, um, you know, this is the game. This is the game that he needs to be in between the pipes, and you know, he needs to prove himself. Um, I think he's been playing a lot better as of late. You know, I was very concerned. Like maybe the last pod that I was on, I was concerned about the way he was he was in between the pipes. But I think as of lately, he is playing a little bit better. Um, and this is the game where he needs to show out and prove that he is the guy. Um, you know, by going against this high powered offense on this Rangers team. So. Yeah, definitely. I actually would lean the other way, not even in terms of trying to win the game, but because I want to see what Blackwood's doing in a big game. You could argue the same for VTech because VTech looks like he's going to be the guy come playoff time. The reason why I would go Blackwood is because I'm not, I'm still not decided, but in reality, Lindy Ruff is decided. It's going to be VTech. I want to hear from Tom though. Tom, who would you want to see in net if you know, you're playing the devils. Who do you want between the pipes? To be honest, I'm not trying to sound like a, you know, <laughs> the word I'm looking say for. He doesn't care. I don't care. <laughs> you have to have a preference. You have I don't, to have- I don't, I don't. I think the devils, the devils don't necessarily win because of their goaltending. They win by dominating the game with their offense and their speed. I don't, I think their goaltending is no matter who you have in net, whether one of the three guys, I don't think any gives the devils, a necessary advantage. It's going to be the play in front of him. If the play in front of him is bad, the goal is going to get up goals. If the plays in front of him is good, the goal is going to make stops. I, I really don't. It could be Schmidt. It could be Blackwood. It could be they could recall Corey Schneider. I don't think the Devils are ever going to win a game because of their goaltending in a regular season or lose a game because of it. I think it's always the dictation of the play in front of them. And the more I watch them over the last couple of weeks, gearing up to probably a first round matchup, I genuinely feel that way. If their decor plays strong and they get the puck out of the zone and they're not in their defensive zone for a long time and their goalie doesn't face a lot of shots, they're going to win most of their games. You put 30, 35 shots on VTech, you put 35 shots on Akira Schmidt, you put 35 shots on Blackwood, you're going to score two or three goals. And with Igor and Ned, I like my chances. So truthfully, I don't care who's in net for the devils i'm more worried about what devil's team is going to show up is if the one that mike's talking about i think the rangers win if it's the one i think that's going to show up and the one that you're referring to ben i don't think the rangers are going to win thursday or win a a first round matchup so 
truthfully, I'm, I'm not even trying to, you know, even if I wasn't a Ranger fan, I don't, if I'm, if I'm facing the devils, I don't care who's in that. It's not you asking me, do I, you guys prefer. <laughs> no, no, Tom, you don't have to honestly, it's a valid answer. It really is. No, yeah, Tom, right. you don't have You're to. Right. Don't, don't, don't think that I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, don't listen, think, we started talking no, about this. I'm so used to like just hostility. I'm just, that's just my point. I know I have a lot of If it was the opposite way, if it was the opposite way around being like, oh, we don't care who's in net for the Rangers. Like, obviously we know what the answer is that because obviously Igor is the guy. He's the guy who can win you games. He did it, you know, he did it for majority of last year. Obviously, you know, this year he's not doing it as much, but at the same time he can win you games. I mean, just look at it the other night, uh, you know, he he basically, you know, helped the Rangers, you know, have a blowout in that game because he was making so many, you know, high percentage saves. So, yeah, um, yeah if it was the other way around, you could call us crazy. You could be mad at us. But, yeah, we can't be mad at you for your answer right now. You just <laughs> I can't. mean, that's just genuinely how I feel. And, and truthfully, you know, talking about goaltending, I'm curious how Gallant handles the goalie matchup on 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 Thursday. I think I think there's an expectation that it's going to be Igor, but I would not be surprised if it's a lock. Because the Rangers have a weird scheduling heading into playoffs. They play you two more sets of back to back. No, no, no. It won't it wouldn't be punting because of Igor's stats against the Devils those last five games. You might not want him to play the Devils ahead of a first round matchup and mess with his head. You might want him to go in playoffs with his first game against the Devils again, locked in and not a random game, not a random game. It's a big game, but I could see Gallant doing that because then you have a back-to-back Friday, Saturday, you play Igor Friday, you play Halak against the Capitals on Saturday, who Igor is also bad against. And then you have to play another back-to-back Tuesday, Wednesday, you go Igor Halak again. And then every other game spaced out by game, you play Igor until maybe things are locked up and you play Halak the last game of the year and give Igor, you know, a couple extra days rest. It wouldn't be crazy if the Rangers played Halak based on how it seems like the devils are in Igor's head, but I also would love if Gallant gave Igor the nod, which I think is going to happen. I'm not saying here thinking Halak's going to play to hopefully maybe get Igor locked in against devils. Be like, I can beat this high, high powering offense. I'm it's not going to be a Pittsburgh round one again, where like every puck I see almost every time it goes in, I, I hope that happens, but it would not be crazy if we see tomorrow Halak lead the Rangers onto the ice. It wouldn't be crazy in my mind if Gallant went that way. I think it's the contrary. I think you need to not protect your goalie. You need to let your goalie go out there and show that he can yeah. beat this team. Which I think Gallant you got to let him earn the confidence. What he tends to do. Yeah, I agree. But but my my he's done that constantly against the Devils. I don't think Halak has played the game against the Devils. Maybe the first one I can't remember. And Igor has been statistically bad. I think his save percentage is like 8.835. He's, you know, 500 or a game under in his last five games against the Devils. It's not mm-hmm. Igor. And 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 the Devils are a team this year. You guys have said it multiple times. They've struggled on finishing. They get goldied all the time. Well, they're not getting goldied by one of the best goalies in the league. So clearly it's, it's something. It's something with, you know, Igor. And I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think Alon should run him out and not protect him. But it wouldn't be crazy if he did. Yeah, and I, I honestly, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Halak most recently was with the Bruins. Um, I don't know if he had a team in between the Rangers and Bruins, but when he was with the, the Bruins, not in between the Rangers. Oh, and not Bruins. B- not between. No, no, no. But before, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Before he was uh, Washington, he was with the Islanders for a while. I believe he was with St. Louis even for a while. But Halak is someone who recently, I just remember not putting up good numbers against the Devils. The Devils doing surprisingly well against the Bruins in that COVID season of 2020, 2021. Well, I got the stats ready for you if you want them. Let's hear it. He's 13, 10, and 5 in 30 career games against the Devils with a goal against average of 2.42 and a career save percentage of 9.22. 0.922. Not terrible. Uh, you want to hear Igor's stats his last five games against the Devils? 
Well, Igor's stats against the Devils, I'm going to tell you, are not good. I know well, that overall the they are, are, but you got to look what, at the last for what, five. For who Igor, Igor, who for who Igor is? Yeah, I guess it it isn't that great, but like it's still like. But also terrible. think about the games the Devils and Rangers have played like the last two years. The Devils have just opened things up in the third period. It feels like every time. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a hundred percent. The Rangers. So, like, it, I mean, Georgiev's numbers were bad. Igor's numbers were bad. Like, it, it wasn't even just Igor. It's just the Devils in general. For some reason, they they know how to beat Truba and that those defensemen. They like get you to go after them well, and try to hit them, and then they just dance past you. If I told you to Google Igor Shesterkin stats against the Devils, you're gonna look at be like, oh, he's got no problem with them. He's seven four and one with a two point eight five against and no, but two point eight five two point eight five is not good for Igor. Yeah, but point nine one six against isn't that bad considering he. No, but you expect him to have. You expect Igor to have a nine three. Yeah, and I, that's no, maybe that's, that's a little. That's a little crazy. I expect no, him to be around nine point. I, I expect him to be 0. 0.915 to 0. 0.992. That's where I expect him to be. Last year was an anomaly. Nobody. He was the third best goalie season ever in the history of the game. He's not going to average that. But he's going to be like a Vasilevsky, like a like. No, a, but against a, a specific team and a division rival, oh, 100. Yeah. percent I expect you to stop 93 percent of the shots. Okay. Yeah. No. I, I mean, that's I, I and can't that's just that. Like that's like. I'm sure if you look at Burdor's numbers against the Rangers, obviously over however many seasons it was, it's not going to be nine, three, but I'm sure in the, in the prior, if you take those numbers from 95 to 2008, those numbers, that 13 year spread, I'm sure it's right around nine, three. Think yeah, of how true. many zero, zero, one, one shootouts Lundqvist and Burdor played. Yeah, well, yeah, we, there's a different game back then. It was a lot more defensive, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I sent this stat to Mike the other day, and, and he can attest to it. I mean, his last five games, he's got to, uh, you know, he only stays 89% of the shots the Devils put on. I mean, that's not going to cut it, and that's that's my point where it's just like. Well, and, uh, and it's a lot of breakaways for Hughes. Hughes gets a lot of breakaways, and that it stems back to just these guys know how to get behind the defense. And maybe that's Lindy Ruff just having a good game plan and knowing who he's going against, knowing the players, you know, Lindy knows their weaknesses. I can guarantee you he, he 100% goes in to these games and tells the players, Hey, you're going to be able to get behind him in this situation. Look for it. Hey, Jesper, get the puck down to Jack. If you see this kind of happening right now, because this player is going to cheat and jump in, I can 100% see that being a scenario on the bench or even in the locker room before the game. Yep. I mean, I don't disagree. And I think the Rangers message is get the puck behind the net and catch the devil and just get out of your zone. Devils are going to be aggressive. There's many times in games where I catch, where I watch and all five guys are down low on the devils. You get it out, chip it out, use your speed that you definitely do have more of compared to the last times you've played. And get the and, and forecheck. The Rangers are going to be the Devils with forechecking and, and controlling and hanging on the puck and offensive zone time and and limiting those odd man rushes. The Devils are going to beat the Rangers with their speed, odd man rushes, breaking out of the zone. That's how they're going to beat them because yeah, you, the Devils cool. need. Yeah, no, 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 Mike, you're right because like because the Devils are going to have to put more pucks on net to get more past Igor to beat the Rangers. Then I like my chances. Let's say hypothetically, and and I want to hear both your points. Let's mm-hmm. say tomorrow's game goes, each team has 10 high-danger chances. Who do you think wins that game? Well, it's the Rangers. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. The Devils have to outnumber them in high danger chances mm-hmm. in order to beat them because the goalie matchup. That's why I feel like the Devils, that's why the Devils match up well because they have that aggressive style they need to beat the Rangers. And that's where the Rangers struggle the most. I mean, Columbus, the first four minutes on, on Tuesday night, had like four or five high danger chances. They only finished with like seven because the Rangers locked it down. But still, like the Devils could put two or three of those in the net with the talent they have. So, yeah. You think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a couple more things before we really start to wrap up the conversation tom mike obviously there are a lot of talented players in this matchup but who are you looking forward to seeing the most what is the line matchup you want to see the most in this game whether it's a jack hughes versus an igor or a fourth line versus fourth line Ben, I, I, it's it's crazy that you just say that, and I know it sounds like the most cliche thing, but um, you know that's that's what I'm looking forward to. You said you know Jack versus Igor. That's that's what I'm going to look for because obviously you know it is a cliche answer because I'm going with the superstar versus the superstar goalie and everything like that. But as we can attest, Ben, Jack's finally starting to get back into motion of things of how he was playing um, as a Hart Trophy winner, you know, or a Hart Trophy contender before he got injured over the last few games. Obviously, he's starting to finally look like that again. Obviously, his talent's always been there. He just does everything on the ice. But but when it came to him finishing and scoring and being, you know, the biggest threat that this Devils team has to offer, we've been seeing that the last few games. And it's so great to see again. Uh, we just got to see if it it just keeps rolling into the playoffs. And this is the perfect game to do because as you know, Tom has mentioned and and you know, as we have seen, you know, Jack has some really good success against against Igor and against the Rangers themselves. He always comes out, he shows up, and and this is this is the time where he really needs to show up because you know this is his first playoff series upcoming against this team specifically. So we got to see how he's gonna play on uh, on Thursday, and then hopefully this will ride into the sunset into the playoffs. You know, we're we're gonna see if the if it's not a myth that Jack Hughes really likes playing against the Rangers um, and obviously against Igor as well so I'm excited for that and and you know you, you even said it too and, and like I really would like to see this fourth line versus fourth line because you know we what if it's the BFW line back together against this uh, Rangers fourth line that you could argue could be a one or two line and on a lot of other teams in this league so that'd be very exciting to see uh, because this fourth line does produces a lot for the Devils so um, you know it'd be really cool to see them go head to head you know with probably the best line fourth line in the league in the Rangers against this highly potential uh, Devils fourth line as well it should be a lot of fun matchups but those are definitely the two it's funny that you slipped off their tongue that I would definitely look forward to seeing on Thursday. Yeah, definitely a lot of good stuff there, Mike. Definitely a lot of good matchups. Tom, I have a feeling I know where you're going to lean here. So I wanted to just <laughs> jump in and say, good. Timo Meyer, Jacob Truba. Mm. That is going to be such an electric battle to see. And I, I don't want to say a line for the Devils because – we don't really know where Timo's going to be. There's been a lot of line shuffling going on by Lindy Ruff. I'm curious to see. I would like to see them just run a game with the lines just staying the same. I get that he hasn't been able to do that. But you know what? Go in there, set the lines how you want them to be for the whole game, and let these guys kind of just develop something. There's been way too much line juggling going on, even when they're having success. So I really just don't like it. But right now, let me see the same lines. Let me see Timo Meyer going up against Jacob Truba. You've got the train himself, freight train, just going down the tracks. You better make sure your head's up. Timo Meyer is a giant physical forward who we have seen, Mikey D can attest to this, will throw the body around, takes a couple careless penalties. We're also seeing that with Timo. But... You know, this is someone who is going to throw his weight around, and he is not going to let Truba just go bully people. These are two guys 
who saw each other quite a bit when they were both in the West. Now they're seeing each other here with New Jersey and New York, and it's going to be electric. First time they're meeting in this Hudson River rivalry. Definitely excited to see what that defenseman and this Devils forward is able to bring to the matchup. I mean, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And piggybacking off of your point and and what I want to say, what I'm looking forward to, I'm going to give a specific line that I'm really looking forward to after I make this point. And my main point is, I'm curious to see the styles for the first time post-deadline because I think Buffalo kind of maybe gave an inkling to a possible blueprint on how to get the Devils a little out of their game, and that's be physical. And the Rangers have someone on every single line and every single defensive pairing, if Ryan Lingren plays, that will finish a check, which means when it's when they, when they Lindy Ruff throws out a line of Brat, Hughes, and I don't know, another smaller forward, and Truba, Miller... Trocek, uh, uh, Trocek's out there, or Tarasenko and Kreider are out there with Zibanejad. Every time you touch that puck, you're going to get finished with a check. And I think the Rangers might come out and be extremely physical on Thursday night, which might lead to the tempo and the hostility of this game leading into the first round of the playoffs be very, very intense because I think the Rangers are going to finish every single check. I think the Rangers are going to be super physical. They're going to, you know, not, I want to say line guys up, but if Truba has a chance of Jesper Bratt head down up the middle trying to deke around past east to west, Truba doesn't care if the pass gets completed to Hughes. He's going to lay Brad out. I, I, I genuinely think that's what the type of style the Rangers are going to play tomorrow and see if it works against the Devils. And if it does, they'll carry that into the first round. If it doesn't, they're going to try to regroup for that first round. That's that's the big thing I'm, I'm looking at. And, and I'm sure Ben has something to say about that, oh, what I just said. Yeah, and... I think, one, I have to say, you're spot on. That is the devil's weakness. It's being physical. And you can go all the way back to game number one against Philadelphia. Mike, I don't know how much you remember from that game, but I remember seeing them just get bullied out of the middle of the ice. Dominated. And forced to the boards. The Flyers beat the piss out of them and that is what you need to do against this team now what do they do after that they got tougher and they have been giving it back i have seen them in big games like the carolina game where you expect carolina to be more physical i'm pretty sure the devils out hit them in that game in the tampa games the tampa bay out hit them in the first two guess what new jersey played better in the second half of that second game out hit tampa in that in the second half and then out hit tampa in tampa bay this is a team that can get physical timo meyer will get physical that entire fourth line of miles wood mikey mcleod and nate bastion if he's playing if it's curtis lazar if he's healthy and playing you know we'll do that if not we've been seeing the last two games they're going 11 and 7 guess what that means brendan smith is playing as well he will be just as physical the physicality is certainly going to be a factor in this one i don't expect the devils to shy away like they did earlier in the season but you're not wrong getting physical with them is certainly one of the ways to knock them off their game but when they're delivering it back that's when you need to worry yeah, I just want to, to say too, I mean, it is that's another exciting thing that you know Tom mentioned that you mentioned, you know, the, the physicality of things, because it is physicality when it comes to the devils. If you bring it to them, they're gonna shy away. But you know, you know, what I got to see firsthand, which was actually really cool, you know, because I haven't seen it like all year. And obviously, you know, they brought it some games, but but you know, uh, against Ottawa, you know, the night that they clinched, 
Um, you know, Brady Kachuk, that guy can go F himself. Um, you know, that guy's a, a scumbag. Uh, and uh, the, the the Devils, the Devils literally, you know, brought it to him, you know, as soon as he started to bring the rage, they brought the rage back. So, um, you know, that kind of excited me. And, and it finally, you know, for, for once, you know, I had a lot of, you know, I've had a lot of uh, things to say about Miles Wood and everything like that. But, you know, that game specifically, and I think he's playing like that the last few games, you know, this is what he's here to do for. He's here to bring the speed. He's here to bring the toughness. And, and you know, he finally showed that against that game against Ottawa. And he went up against Kachuk. And Kachuk's one of the, the fight, the, you know, he's one of the toughest guys in the league. And you don't want to fight that guy. And But Miles Wood didn't shy away from it, especially what, uh, you know, after that hit against Igor, uh, you know, on the bench and tried to wrap his skate around his neck. So, you know, I don't think they're going to take any crap. I don't think the physicality part is going to concern me when it comes to the Devils. I think they'll bring it too because of the highest of the stage that it is. But yeah, you know, it, it definitely, you know, it does concern me too a little bit about how much the Rangers can bring in physicality as well because, you know, they got one of the biggest hitters in the league in Truba and they're just big bodies and tough all around. So it is going to be exciting to see and it's going to be exciting, to, you know, if I, we get to see the Devils actually match that on Thursday. I've seen guys line up Timo Meyer and try to just take his head off and they've bounced off of him and fallen down and he stayed in stride. I don't think that'll <laughs> happen with Truba, but I am curious to see if it would. <laughs> but uh, like usual, we are going to start to wrap the show up and we're going to get into power rankings. I'll just run through them. Guys, I uh, want you to try to look, just find one team to talk about. Once again, Boston unanimous at number one. We do have Ariana Ferris joining our power rankings group as well. So now we have four of us voting on them. So Boston in unanimous 40 points. Carolina unanimous in second with 39 points. You then go down to third, New Jersey, clinging to that third spot with 30 points. The Rangers in fourth with 29 points. You can definitely bet this matchup on Thursday night will have an effect on next week's rankings. Toronto in fifth, 22 points. Vegas in sixth with 20. The Avalanche in seventh with 18 points. The Kings up to eighth still with 13 points. Minnesota comes in at ninth with eight points in the Tampa Bay Lightning in 10th with three points, the Dallas Stars receiving one vote as well. Tom, we'll flip it over to you. What team do you want to talk about in our power rankings this week? The Lightning. I think I might have to start, I mean, stop disrespecting them. But also, I love disrespecting them because they've brought me so much misery. They're inconsistent, yes. But to the point we are just talking about with the Devils, they seem to show up whenever they have a big game. And they straight dominated Carolina on Tuesday night. Dominated. Four zip. Dominate start to finish. That's a team that scares me. Because anytime you can put a performance like that, that this wasn't a gritty win. This wasn't a 2-1 win like the Rangers had against Carolina. This was 4 nothing beat down. And sign me up if I'm a Lightning fan. If that's the team I'm going to get, that has to when they have to raise their game, they raise it to that level because... Listen, it's like talking about Colorado. They know how to win. Same coaching staff, same core. They know how to win. And that's what scares me. And I, I know they're 10th on our power rankings, but I could see them move up quite rapidly depending on how these next couple of weeks go. Yeah, Mike, over to you. I'm going to go with the Dallas Stars, though. I feel like they're they're very underrated to an extent. We don't talk about the goaltending that they have. They don't talk about the talent that they have at Domi and Jason Robertson uh, and, and, and all the talent that they have here. And the, the fact that they 
didn't make our top 10, it kind of makes me scratch my head. Like, why didn't I pick them? Like, they they honestly have been dominating. Like, they obviously have that third spot in the central locked up. And, you know, obviously we're not talking about them. But this team is is honestly a sleeper going into the playoffs. Um, They should be in our top 10. I kind of regret not putting it in there. So I'm just going to give them my shout out and say they absolutely deserve to be. Um, I think they could definitely creep into that 10 or 9 spot, especially the, the way the, they've been playing the last few games. They've been dominating teams. It hasn't even been remotely close. So, yeah, I – Shout out to the Dallas Stars. You know, that's the team I wanted to talk about. Um, they got the star talent. You know, they got that playoff spot basically locked up at the central. I think they have it. So they just definitely deserve to be in our top 10. And they are definitely a sleeper coming this upcoming playoffs. I think they want to get back to that cup again like they did a few years ago. And I think they certainly can with the talent they have. Yeah, good pick there, Mike. I want to talk about Vegas. They're in sixth in our power rankings. But, you know, it looked like they were getting some good news. You know, Logan Thompson comes back. Well, he doesn't even make it through that game. Now, you know, the latest from Bruce Cassidy a couple days ago said it doesn't look like Thompson will be back this week. Aiden Hill remains out. He doesn't look like he's having a return soon. So it's Jonathan Quick and Laurent Brossoit here in goal for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, just two games this week, so likely Quick will play both of them. But think about the goaltending issues the Devils went through last year and how bad they were because of it. Vegas is still a playoff team. And they're still the first seed in the West with the goaltending issues that they have going on. So I'd have to say that is pretty impressive, but boy, oh boy, is it going to catch up to them? I think they need more than Jonathan quick come playoff time. They are lucky that they were able to acquire quick at the deadline because boy, oh boy, where would this team be without Jonathan quick right now? Mm-hmm. Just going to say one thing. Cause I didn't get my line. In. No, no, yeah. My no, line's no, no, no. in. Go for it. Go for ready? It. Go for it. I'll end the pod with this. My last remarks for me. The kids, the boys to men line, whatever you want to call. If the kids slash boys to men line dominate, the Rangers typically win. If they get dominated and get caught in their D zone too much, the Rangers tend to lose. That's the big matchup for the Rangers side against the Devils. And that's all I got to say. The kids. Yeah, this is my final prediction. Don't 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 expect anything. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, but I, I am really excited for this game. But let me, I'll say just one thing, one final thing. Life does come at you fast, man. You know, there's a reason why I was on this pot, pot last week. Life comes at you fast, just as fast as the Rangers are catching up to the devil of the standings there. So, um, yeah, looking forward, to, looking forward to Thursday, though. Looking forward to it. Yeah, we are all looking forward to it. I guess I'll give my final remarks here. I think New Jersey's just going to be faster. I think they're going to find a way to pull out a victory. I do think Igor's between the pipes, but I think we're going to see a much closer game, more of like a 3-2-2-1 playoff style type of game. Now, I can definitely see a scenario where the Rangers blow the devil's doors off. Don't really see it the other way around. I think the Rangers have been the better team lately, but New Jersey shows up for this game. I think they come away with the win. But that's going to do it for the Outsider Sports Hockey podcast like to thank you guys for tuning in once again as you can tell we are excited for this matchup so go ahead check us out on our website at outsidersports.net check us out on twitter at outsidersports3 follow us on instagram at outsidersports and check us out on tiktok and youtube by searching outsidersports thanks for tuning in we'll be back next week with another episode of the outsider sports hockey podcast